Welcome into Millennial Money, where we have myself, Jeremy. We got Graham in the house. We're going to talk a lot about the markets, everything going on, crypto. Oh my gosh, stocks are so much. But we got Andre, who's got a fresh haircut. He's What's looking up? good. Appreciate oh my it. Appreciate gosh. It. You read the comments in the last video. I did. Did you? I did not. <laughs> There's a lot of comments saying uh, something about a haircut. That's why I thought you got the haircut. Really? really? I did not read them. Yeah. Man. Jeez. Yeah. I was getting roasted, huh? Yeah. Well, oh, all of us were. It was like something. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all need a haircut. <laughs> yeah. And I understand coming after me. I always have bad hair, but I don't think it's right that they came after you two gentlemen. Okay. Oh, appreciate I think you. your guys' hair looks good. Dang. How's how's the stock portfolio doing? Well, you're losing <laughs> hair uh, left and right. Uh, you know, so this week, JP Morgan said we were supposed to be up 7% this week. So far, the Nasdaq's down 4% this week. So I'm just trying to figure out when we're going to have that 7% gain that was supposed to come this week. Mm. Um, there's supposed to be a lot of money inflowing, and that money doesn't seem to be inflowing. Where did they say the money was coming from? Uh, rotation. So from bonds mm. essentially into stocks that were supposed to be coming this week. I don't know where the money's at, man. Wait, why, why would they rotate from bonds to stocks? Oh, uh, so some of the way some of these funds are set up, okay, and I don't want to speak on a high level on this, but like the way some of these funds are set up is essentially they they have to rotate money. So let's say stocks are way underperforming. Mm -hmm. The way some of these you know ETFs and funds are set up is you have to essentially sell off some bond assets, put that money into stocks. Now, if stocks do way better, and let's say bonds underperform, then they go rotate that money out of stocks and into bonds. So this was supposed to be playing out this week. So Jeremy, are, are, are they balancing? Kind of, it sounds yeah, like yeah, right? they're rebalancing. Are, are they chasing the yields after they happen or before? Do they try to like anticipate it before they happen? Uh, I wouldn't really put it like that necessarily. It's okay. more of just like, if they get too far allocated to okay. one side, essentially, like let's say it's supposed to be like a 50-50 split or something like that. And all of a sudden this side's like more like 55%, 45%, you gotta allocate right. over here. So, and, and each one's different, but that was what was supposed to happen, but it doesn't look like that's happening. So now, if it, would you guys in retirement age, would you guys sell off some of your stocks and convert them to bonds? Is that something you're gonna try to do as well? Ooh, in retirement? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question for their financial like it, it, advisor. It, Graham! Well, well <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just asking, like, if you're if you're yeah. 65 right now and you're watching this episode and you're yeah. like, well, I'm about to retire soon and I, I don't know, should I sell some of my stocks and convert it to bonds? I or? would probably have a year or two of cash okay. saved up. Just I don't wait, know. Wait I don't know how much bonds I would really take on. I'd probably use cash, CDs, treasuries, and use a mixture of that. Okay. Yeah, maybe some bonds, five percent. Yeah. What about the I bonds? The the nine. It's yielding like I mean, nine point six. Yeah, but you could only do up to ten thousand. I guess for a married couple, what ten thousand each? Yeah. So you could get that up nine, to a decent 9 amount. six percent. But it's yield. going to you, adjust. Yeah, it's going to say, you know, do you every think six that's months. Sustainable? No. Well, it's okay. based on inflation. So whatever inflation is, that's mm, what it's absolutely pays. sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Imagine when infl so pretty soon it's going to be twenty percent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ay ay ay. Inflation yeah. is it coming down, guys? What, what, what do you see? Do you do you think? The, let's just focus on the next three months. Is okay. inflation going up or coming down in terms of the, uh, like, are we going to 9%? 8.6% was the last number. What do you, how do you feel about this? I, I think if we do go down, it's not going to be like substantial. I it's think we'll still be, be bobbing amount. around between like 7 to 8%. Dang. It's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think, Graham? About the same? Seven, I, eight still for next I could few probably months? see five to six percent. Okay. Slowly coming down a little bit. Oil's coming down slightly. Yeah. Shipping is getting a little bit more affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The main issue is it's so 
it's still so expensive compared to last year. And that's the main problem is you have to comp against the year over year numbers. Yeah. So it's like, although we're coming down, it's like you're still comping against like oil price was substantially lower. Like everything was substantially lower last year compared to where it is right now. So, I mean, I think you're probably on the right trajectory for the next few months. Yeah. I'm hoping by the end of this year, like if I had to set a goal, I would say 5% by the end of this year. If we can get down to 5%, that sets us up really good yeah. because then going into 23, you're talking about maybe getting back down to three to 4%, a normal range. The Fed can chill, the market can be stable again, or let's hope uh, you know it could be stable and uh, we don't have to keep raising interest rates. Yeah, so. now Jeremy, let me ask you this. So, so looking at the stock market, do you think the stock market likes it when the Fed increases interest rates by a little bit more than expected or is the market more bullish when the Fed doesn't increase yeah, rates? Yeah, usually the stock market hates it when when the Fed's raising right. rates. Um, we're in, in a little different situation. In this case, it seems like it, it's positive when it's more than we want. Yeah, it's a very strange situation. On the day of, and yeah. then it crashes yeah. the next day. <laughs> right, that's true. The day of, it's yeah. always up a percent, and the next day's down two. Yeah, yeah I know, it's the truth. So, uh, yeah, in this market, everybody wants to see inflation killed. And I was listening to a economist the other day talking, and he was explaining essentially that if we're going to take the economy into recession, if Jay Powell's going to take the economy into recession, right, by keeping on raising interest rates, we got to slay the dragon mm. completely, which is inflation. So meaning essentially, let's not um, get down to, let's say, 4%, then just be comfortable and, you know, print money again and do all those sorts of things, because then all of a sudden you end up with 5% inflation, 6%. So, you know, he was basically saying, we got to kill it all the way down to like 2%. Right. Then you can worry about the economy. Then you can worry about, um, you know, the Fed potentially helping the markets and things like that. Right. But he's like, the, the worst mistake we can make, and he was bringing it back to the 70s, is not slaying the dragon, essentially, is what he was saying. Yeah, it's so interesting because I was, I was making uh, one of my videos this past week, and I was just trying to gather some data from, like, all these banks that are mm -hmm. trying to predict when the recession's going to happen, like, yeah. what the odds are. And it's so funny because I, I believe Goldman Sachs put it at, like, 30%. Their previous one is at oh, 15%. Yeah. Yeah. JP Morgan's, like, 35%. Citigroup's 50%. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kathy Wood is saying we're already in a recession. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Like, where are they getting their data from? And, yeah. like, how do they compile it? Because it's such a variety of different answers. And it seems like there's not that many variables we could look at. So our answers should be close, but they're so all over the map. I know. A lot of it's looking at the data and then at the end of the day, having a gut feeling on right. that. You like you view all this stuff and then it's like, okay, where do based upon everything I looked at, how do I really feel about this? You know, some people look at a model or something like that, but most folks, the end of the day it comes down to that gut decision. You're taking all this data, you're gathering it, no different than if you're gonna buy a stock, buy a crypto. You're taking everything you learned about that, and then you're saying, because of this data that I've looked at, I feel like this is going to go up over time. So I'm right. going to invest in this, right? Do you think so. that there, anything as far as like, does it play a role if these banks are putting out certain data and they're telling people like, oh, don't worry, only 30%. Do you think that there's something going on to where maybe they have an incentive to tell people there's not that much of a chance of a recession? Or do you yeah. think they're telling the truth? They're, ju they're just telling us what they know. A lot of times what it is is that an analyst at that bank, so... What it is is like one analyst will make a call and he'll say, you know, 70% right. of recession. And but then it's labeled as like JP Morgan right. thinks this. But it's really just the one analyst, analyst yeah. inside yeah. JP Morgan. Meanwhile, the big boss, Jamie Dimon, could right. think something completely true, true, different, true. right? Right. And so yeah, I think everybody views it as this big bank is saying something, but really a lot of times it's like this one analyst that yeah. makes like Don't they still have to sign off on that though. I can't have an uh, analyst go rogue and be like, all right, guys, right. we're about to crash. Right. <laughs> Prepare now. Yeah, sometimes, man, it gets into a lot of confl conflicts of interest because sometimes the bank doesn't want to get too far involved with what the analyst is saying because 
if then it comes down to oh you're trying to make the analyst say a certain thing that could come back to that could come back on the actual big bank the whole entity yeah and they're saying oh you're forcing your analyst to say this thing over here so, i don't know it's a lot of conflicts of interest is there some shady stuff that goes right. on absolutely well, the, the reason i ask is because if you guys remember bill ackman's situation where it was like in mm -hmm. 2020 where yeah. he was i forget exactly what asset he was doing this with but he was telling something uh, he was telling the public one mm. thing, and then behind the scenes, he was doing completely the opposite yeah. in his own interest. So that's kind of what I'm asking. Like, I wonder if institutions get into that game of like, you know, yeah. it's like something's going on behind the scenes. Maybe we don't know. Because <laughs> the central bank, yeah. the New York Fed, which is also not the official Fed, they put out their estimates of a recession or a hard landing, right? Yeah. Uh, two back-to-back -back negative uh, GDP quarters, and they put the odds at 80% over the next two years that oh. we will have a hard landing. Oh, wow. So okay. it's, it's kind of interesting where it's like the Fed is telling us one thing. Uh, you know, everyone else is like completely different. Oh, yeah. I got a trivia question mm. for you guys. Okay. I've been doing some digging on, on many various things recently. Tell me what year in the last, um, let's say, 15 years, Goldman Sachs had their best uh, profit, their best net income. What year? Yeah. Ooh, wow. I'm going to guess. Years. No. I'm going to guess 2021 or 2020. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, probably like 2010, 2000. Okay. Yeah. You're pretty close. 2009. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Which is surprising. 13.3 billion, which makes you think like, how did they make so much money? Right. Um, but they, they had like $34 billion of trading and principal investments in 2009 because i've been uh doing this like project essentially looking back at recessions and like how stocks perform how business models performed and it was crazy to look back at goldman sachs having 13.3 billion dollars and uh of profits made that year and it's just an incredible number because you like all the other years are like four billion eight billion and whatnot but they just made bank wow. uh in a year when uh, and that was part of the resentment. Do you guys remember like Occupy Wall Street and all that stuff? Yep, yep. That was part of the resentment because they're like, these big banks got the bailouts. Now they're making so much money. And it just, you know, and the banks did pay back that money. Right. At least the ones that made it through. Mm. But um, yeah, it's speaking incredible. Of, speaking of that. bailouts, what do you guys think of the p potential uh, gas tax holiday thing? Oh, what a joke. Okay. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me with the Tesla, I don't get... Uh, where's my holiday? <laughs> I'm kidding. My holiday? I want a holiday. I want a holiday. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, the X. Yeah. I have free supercharging for life with that. Do you really? Yeah. And so every time I go to LA or like Arizona, imagine how much that okay, saves. So me. here's the thing. I went to LA with the Tesla and I was doing the supercharger thing and okay. I looked at the cost. It was like forty dollars. Yeah. I was like, wait. It's not cheap. I, I legit <laughs> thought like to, to buy a Tesla, you you're not gonna pay that much for electricity. And that's mm -hmm. true while you're at home. Yeah. But when you're supercharging, it's it's almost no different than going to a gas station in terms of cost. Yeah. I did not know that. Was it that much? It was that much. I had no idea. I got free supercharging too. Ooh, yeah. well done, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That's cool. No, well, Graham, you got the battery it. packed at this size. Yeah, so you it's true. I got to supercharge miles. all the time. But uh, no, I put my uh, uh, referral link in that uh, Tesla video. Yeah, that's that Tesla blew video. Up. And I got oh like, I don't know, I think it's now at like 80 or 90 people have bought a Tesla through that link. Whoa. And so in return for that, I ended up getting like 200,000 miles wow. of free supercharging. Imagine it's like car. 2 million. It's like your kids' kids have Tesla yeah. supercharging. Yeah. Miles. Well, you know what? I just missed the mark because it used to be if you got 50 people to sign up through that link, you would get a free Tesla Roadster. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Some guy got just like two of, them. Or two of them. Yeah, two of them. But well, who knows when they're they actually exactly? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? So that's actually going. You never got it. Yeah, no one. Yeah, yeah no one did. Yeah. But and then it's also supposed to be entered into a drawing every month 
to win a brand new Tesla Model Y or a Founders Edition Roadster. I don't know if anyone's ever been picked on that. So it seems wow. like a lot of talking on that. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. so it's, it's expensive. Ex yeah. It's expensive. I was shocked. I was like, $40? Yeah. Like, yeah. What is this? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I was my friend got a new Raptor and we drove around Arizona when I was out there and uh, he said $200 to fill that baby up. Jeez. $200. Well, it's good that he's going to be saving 18 cents a gallon now from the, yeah. the gas tax holiday. <laughs> I'm sure that's really... Yeah. I just think it, it's so small in comparison to everything else that it's not going to make a huge difference. No. Um, when it's five, $5 and 40 a cents a month. Yeah, because you got to think, when, when you get rid of, let's just say, a 20% tax, and I don't know, is the tax in proportion to the amount per gallon or is it a flat tax? I believe it's a flat tax, like a flat 18 cents. Yeah. If that's the case, that's a lot more impactful when gas is at $2 a gallon yeah. versus six to seven. The other confusing part is who's to say the gas station is going to automatically lower the price 18 cents? I know, but that's a, that's a federal tax. So I don't think that's money that they could even raise the cost to offset that. Hmm. I, I could be mistaken, but I don't yeah. think, I think that just goes automatically to, as a tax. It's That's very, calculated separately from what they charge. Now, yeah. who's to say they don't keep the, you know, just raise the prices That's just overall? Saying, just keep it, you know, and like, Maybe. let's say it's 560 and then you got the federal tax holiday and Maybe. they keep it 560. You know, I, I just don't think it's going to make much of a difference. And then I think they're going to like try to do like price fixing and yeah. say to the, say to like Exxon, you know, you can't charge more than X amount per gallon. Yeah, and maybe try to cap it, but I'm yeah. not sure if they could do that or what. What's it, reasonable yeah. to ask on that? I don't even know. Is it even going to get done though? I, I don't even know if that's going to get through. The ta the no, the, it doesn't look like it's going to. Yeah, get through, no. I think they, they probably realized. Oh, this is not going to work the way. Who's to say the gas station is going to lower the price 18 cents? Yeah, it, it just know? seems like virtue signaling at this point, just to get reelected. It, it yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. seems like a good. We're doing something. Yeah. Hey guys, mm -hmm. we tried. Yeah. Is 18 cents or 20 cents. <laughs> right. California's issuing, uh, did you see those, those inflation oh relief gosh. checks? I saw That's that. Yeah. Well, how much is it for? Uh, it's <laughs> anywhere between, I think you could get all the way up to $1,050. That's what I saw, yeah. Uh, and people, I, I, I don't know, I think it's people up to like 250 or 500 grand married are eligible for this inflation relief. Wow. And what it is is that California had uh, excess reserves. They basically became so profitable during COVID that they have all this excess money that they could then redistribute back. So some people are claiming, well, it's not really, uh, you know, this isn't going to cause inflation because the money has already been printed. It's mm. just excess that's being redistributed. But, you know, I can't help but feel like, uh, you know, there might be better places to yeah. spend that money. Well, that but then again, it's yeah. probably better in the hands of people right. than spent by the state of California. <laughs> right. So, I mean, between the two, yeah. It's probably better someone has yeah. it in their pocket. Well, that was my next question for you guys. Do you think that giving people stimulus checks of, let's say, $1,000 right now, everybody was to get oh, one, gosh. do you think that would increase inflation? Yes, but where's the money coming from, though? Right. Yeah, it's got to be printed at that point. I don't sure. think we have excess to sure. give everyone that. Yeah, that everybody goes gets a new iPhone. So it's interesting. I was looking at numbers today. <clears throat> and Apple, in trivia again, how much did Apple's revenue go up in a dollar amount from what their 2019 revenue number was to their 2021 revenue number. Mm. You're talking about just EPS? Uh, no, just their revenue. Like mm. how much in a dollar amount did their revenue go? Oh, would no, you estimate? I have no, no idea. Like just 10, throw out a guess. I'm 20%? Uh, well, no, like, well, it's not a dollar amount. amount. I mean, my guess, I, I can't do a dollar amount. I just okay. don't know. My guess is they probably tripled. 
Triple? No, no that would be ridiculous. No, double, I mean, Apple I stock know. would be like ten trillion or yeah. something. But no, it went up hundred and five billion dollars oh, their revenue oh, from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. And I just you gotta think like how much of that was stimulus. Wait, money? you're saying it went up hundred five billion from twenty nineteen. What was yeah. it? Do you know the twenty nineteen? Uh twenty nineteen was two hundred and uh I think it was two hundred and sixty billion. Okay. And then I think they did Three sixty-five okay, in twenty twenty-one. So, 2021. That's, that's so like, yeah, it was like one hundred thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's just crazy number. But you got to think like how you know. Definitely, some people need the stimulus money, the PPP loans, all that stuff, right? But then there was a lot of people that got that money that didn't. And what do we know about Americans when they get money? They spend the money, right? And so like Apple is probably the most direct beneficiary of like I got an extra two thousand dollars in my bank account, right. time to buy a new iPhone, some AirPods, and stuff like that. Well, well speaking Crazy. of the PPP money, the the reason that I have a new car right now, which mm. is a car that like I never in a million years thought I would ever yeah. buy, yeah, it's your PPP loan. It actually was. We got him right here. It actually was a PPP loan Whoa. from so, someone got a PPP oh loan. They gosh. used that money to buy a luxury. Uh, car and and voluntarily then uh, gave it up so oh, it's kind of crazy that oh, like yeah. now it's kind of unraveling yeah and wasn't that like illegal like technically isn't that illegal that you weren't supposed to use the funds for anything no, no. Right? it was for business only no for people it's forgiven it's as forgiven, long as yeah. as long as you use i think it's like half or 65 percent i don't know the exact amount towards your direct business expenses which yeah. could be payroll or rent and then, mm. do you remember someone bought like a Charizard? Yeah, yeah Charizard. <laughs> so technically, that, buying that Tesla is perfectly legal. It lets us say they get three hundred grand, but they spend, you know, one hundred and eighty of that mm -hmm. on rent and employees. Well, then they're free to spend the rest on the Tesla. Well, yeah. There's also nothing that says, you know, I'm my own employee. I could compensate myself. Because mm. some so people have gotten of, in yeah. deep trouble with that whole situation. Um, I mean, some have gone to jail because of. Yeah. Uh, what, what were they doing? They were, it was like faking they had employees or saying like, oh, I got 10 employees or whatever, getting that money and then going and spending it in yeah. Miami or whatever. So Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you could legally do it if you said I, uh, you know, I, well, not if you said, but if you make, let's just say, on your payroll $7,000 a month, mm -hmm. you could pay yourself that as long as you're continuing what you you were already doing as yeah. long as you're paying the bills that you were already paying. Yeah. And those people that get caught are just, are just idiots. They're posting on Instagram about it. <laughs> there, you have to like, I feel like there is so much that we don't see yeah. that we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg in terms of the PPP fraud that those, that little tip, those mm -hmm. are idiots. Yeah. I mean, just everyone else don't post about it. Don't do something stupid. Gucci coat. Yeah. Don't buy a Lamborghini. Don't buy a Charizard yeah. and certainly don't brag about it. Mm-hmm. So well, what good is it if you don't brag about it on social that's media? True. That's, that's the point. True. Yeah. <laughs> I know in today's society, that's everything, that's man. That's the whole point. It's like, you don't do it for yourself. You do it for the gram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there are the people taking it out of mailboxes as prepaid cards. That was Wait, common. What? what was yeah. it? Yeah. The, uh, because they were given in the, the prepaid cards. So people were going through people's mailboxes to take the cards. Oh. People don't have bank accounts. They have to issue them. Right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was either a direct deposit or you got a check. No. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was also doing... Like, Because for a check, you have to have a bank account. I thought you had to verify yeah, your identity true. somehow. Yeah. I'm sure there are ways around it. Right. You know, yeah, verify identity. Everything is already online. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> 
gosh. Okay. <laughs> a quick Google search. I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah, no, I've no. never done it, Andre, so I have no idea. <laughs> Come on, Graham, explain I, it to yeah. us. How did you do this? Gee, yes, you go to the mailbox, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hire all the local neighborhood I kids. I feel like if this, somebody yeah. would have looked into it, it would have been you, Graham. Mm. Just, just out of interest, you're like, okay, how are people how doing do this? How I'm going research it. <laughs> how do I protect my mailbox? You know what's funny is it's yeah. like, you know, obviously they didn't want to send uh, the stimulus money and whatnot to rich people and things like that. But you know what's funny is the rich people ended up getting the money at the end of the day anyways. Who got the money? Like, who ended up getting all the stimulus money? Didn't this Con company Well, here's did. the thing. Didn't Kanye get, like, a couple... The rich people got the so. biggest stimulus checks because they got the PPP. Right. Yeah, The, the $600 checks were nothing compared to the hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars that self-employed people can, can get. It's true. A friend of mine has a friend who, he says his business got $2 million. I believe it. Jeez, that's yeah, a number. so easy yeah. yeah. received Ooh. between two to five, uh, two million and five million through the PPP. Really? Now, yeah. Now it, will say. it said it saved 106 jobs, so it, it yeah. did do something. Now here's the like, thing, though: is a lot of this you have to remember at the time when that was issued, mm -hmm. everything was shut down, and we had yeah. no idea how bad things were going to get. And it was a first come, first serve sort right. of deal, mm -hmm. where if you didn't take this now and it runs out, you're not going to get it. Yeah. And we had no idea how bad things were going to get. So I think a lot of legitimate good companies were doing this just out of the fear of like, well, we don't we don't know what's going to happen. So we we should err on the side of caution, especially yeah. when it's offered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now in hindsight, it's like, well, duh. But I remember at the time, it's just yeah. you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good Crazy. point. Crazy. Well, That's well, speaking yeah. of kind of that, uh, did you see the uh, Celsius? Yes. <laughs> I had to know we were going Middle there, class. Right? <laughs> the middle class. Did we talk about them yet? No. The, oh, the gosh. 3AC, 3RS yeah. Capital. So that's the hedge fund, if I recall, right? Yeah. And what's the deal? Are they just going under? They're just defaulting? What, yeah, they're not able to pay their obligation. And, and Voyager's wow. on the hook for <sighs> over $600 million with them. Oh was that announced God. today officially? No, that was a couple days ago. Okay. And that was one of the reasons why they needed to get bailed out by FTX. Yeah. Because... What yeah. a disaster. Wow. Well, it's a good thing that FTX sponsors our videos. Uh, <laughs> down below in the description, you could sign up for FTX US and get all the way up to $100 when you use our link with the code MMFTX. But can you get uh, free crypto with every trade over $10? You can. What? As long as you use the link down below in the description with the code MMFTX. But can you also do like recurring buys? Like, let's say I wanted to buy like $20 of a crypto, like Ethereum each That's week. That's the or best something. part about it, Jeremy. You could set up automatic recurring buys so that you could dollar cost average into the markets on a regular basis. Wow. It's incredibly easy to. All you got to do is just select what you want. Yeah. And then you click how much you want to buy, okay. how often you want to buy it, wow. and then you swipe right. That's beautiful. It's like 10 seconds. Right. Oh my gosh. And literally you can get access to that by just going to the description and using the referral code MMFTS. It's incredibly easy. Wow. Yeah. And they partnered with the likes of Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Coachella, and the Miami Heat Arena. <laughs> I was <laughs> and, waiting, Andre. I and was waiting. Jeremy Lefebvre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. To push it over the edge. <laughs> just hey, in case just you need that extra. Just give me my free crypto. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm here for. Do well, we yes. get that? What? Do we uh, get that? Free crypto? Free crypto? Yeah. What about free crypto? We get free crypto for using FTX. All yeah. the way all the way up to $100. Here so if you guys are interested, the link is down below in the description. And uh, apparently they're... Bailing a lot of people out. Oh so, uh, so Sam is staying true to his name. Sam Bankman. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, okay. freeing. He's freeing. <laughs> the uh, 3AC yeah. from yeah. their debts. Exactly. What do yeah. you guys think about the the whole, yeah, there was a rumor yesterday, obviously, about potentially FTX buying out Robinhood. Yeah. You know, and Sam kind of threw cold water on it, but 
He kind of, in my opinion, if you read through the lines, what it sounded like to me, he threw cold water on, is that, that there's any discussions between FTX and, and Robinhood. He didn't necessarily throw water on the potential, the potential that maybe FTX is discussing something internally, which none of us know, right? Yeah. So do you guys think that could ever be a possibility that maybe they were to try to buy out a Robinhood I or something? I think so. Okay. I, I, I keep getting flack for this but i don't think robin hood is a bad investment necessarily i mean they got mm. such a big user base and yeah they do have their problems yeah but i think you still go on wall street bets and you still see a lot of people posting robin hood screenshots true yeah. and so i think they're a good entry point for the market mm -hmm. like if you're just getting started a lot of people just yeah. do robin hood it's just not intimidating yeah. so i think from that perspective it might be a benefit to them to yeah. do it yeah, and also we still have to see, you know what's gonna be interesting is there's still so many obviously younger folks that still use Robinhood. And it's gonna be interesting to see over the next five, 10 years as the younger folks get older and more money, do they ever switch from Robinhood? Um, you know, cause like I've been with my brokerage on the stock side since I got started in the market with a few hundred bucks, right? And I've stayed with them this whole time. So it'd be interesting to see as people's wealth grows and all of a sudden that investment account has $50,000, $100,000, $200,000, if they ever say, you know what, I'm gonna switch from Robinhood to this other company or something like that. Right. So it's interesting. I started with Robinhood in like 2014. Whoa, that's Actually, early. I will say Vanguard wow. was my first one. So okay. that's when I played with index funds and then yep. I found Robinhood. Played with index <laughs> I was gonna play say with index. Yeah. With buying and selling index funds. <laughs> no, I'm gonna no, no, get no. out today. No, I mean in terms of like just discovering what strategy I liked, right? Okay. So I'm figuring out like, oh cool, index funds, buy and hold. Oh, dividend stocks, they pay you dividends. Yeah. Cool. Just kind of playing around. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really get seriously started into investing until I downloaded Robinhood, which before <laughs> yeah. then, if you remember, there was Zecco and Trade King, and they oh, got rebranded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so Robinhood was actually the first one. They were just the first one that you know it kind of caught on. Yeah, I even thought some of those still charge like some super small commission. I thought like two ninety five. No, or something like no, Zecco really? did not trade. Uh, yeah, wow. didn't charge anything. I don't know okay. why it didn't catch on, but it didn't. Yeah. It got bought out, rebranded. But yeah. an LI Bank, I believe, uh, bought out Zecco or got mm. rebranded oh. into. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, wow. But anyway, that was my kind of foray into investing. So, I, I mean, I could see FTX buying Robinhood yeah. just from a st strategic standpoint. If he corners all these brokerages, like you said, with the younger yeah. people, like that would be such a massive advantage. Yeah, the thing with Robinhood is the voting shares are completely controlled by the founders. Right. So if the founder, even if FTX was to, let's say, put a, a much steeper price than what the stock's trading at, the FTX founders, if they want it, could easily vote that down. And it doesn't matter if all the people that are holding Robinhood stock, it still won't matter because 64% is held by the founders. I would imagine, so. though, if, if he's buying Robinhood, he would negotiate for, the, for that uh, voting control. Yeah, well, no, if he, if they acquire, then they're not going to have any voting control any right. moving forward. But um, in order to get that to pass, the founders have to vote first on if they would uh, do, do allow they, that buyout. Do they have that toxic uh, pill thing that, that poison pill, poison pill, <laughs> toxic pill? Uh, I, I don't know to that extent because I don't know exactly what that was referring to. What, well, well, that? Twitter. Remember when Elon was trying to buy Twitter? Yeah, and the poison pill was just injecting more shares. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't know if Robinhood has that. All I know is the only way that any deal can happen, it has to go through the Robinhood founders, and they right. would have to vote, yes, we want to be acquired by FTX. Yeah. Even if FTX, like, let's say this is not realistic, but let's say they offered like $20 a share, which would be over double up of the stock price right now, which wouldn't happen. But let's say that happened, the founders could still say, nope, 
because we think it's going to be a hundred dollar stock in the future, so they can right. easily vote now. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I do know Robinhood. As do you of last own quarter, Robinhood? I don't know, but they had uh, over they, over six billion dollars of just cash on the balance sheet. Yeah, but their expenses, I'm sure, are so high. Oh, for sure. It'd be yeah. like losing, like holding on to a, a rental property that's making all this money, but like if the expenses are so high, it's who'd want to buy it? Yeah, mm. no, for sure. But maybe FTX could lean out the company too. You know, and get it to a state where uh, maybe they're not profitable, but they're closer to that range of profitability because maybe they could get some cost synergies, you know, lean out payroll expenses, maybe get some cost synergies. Yeah, mine. So. Yeah, I think that would be a, a good move a good if they move. were to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you own any Robinhood? Stuff? I do. I, oh, I've do. been okay. back holding. Yeah, yeah. You've been that's why holding. you want the buyout. Yeah, that's why huh? I want the buyout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you, can you disclose how how much money you put into? Too it? much. Too, Too much. much. Okay. <laughs> Too much. Too much. Okay. Yeah. Well, all the Respect. fintechs are getting crushed. So yep. it's, it's not just Robinhood. Exactly. It's everything. Even PayPal, Square. Um, I mean everything. Yeah. A firm. Oh my gosh, that stock's down like eighty six percent. Coinbase. So, so Jeremy, you you think inflation's really like like getting rid of that is the thing that'll make us come back, especially with fintech? Uh, I think that's the. the biggest step in the right direction like what does the market want to see like of people that are holding cash what do everybody want to see they want to see inflation come down right and come down substantially from these eight percent numbers well, to like four well three. let me interrupt you real quick because i remember you made a video recently about how people are wrong in assuming that we need the fed to lower interest rates for the yeah. market to come back up mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of elaborate on that video? You said that yeah. we don't ne- necessarily need the Fed to lower interest rates back to where they were yeah. for the stock market to boom again. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the stock market go up in time periods when interest rates were going up. We've seen the stock market. We've seen the stock market go up or down in basically every single situation: inflation, deflation, um, a situation where interest rates are being raised, right. a situation where the Fed's balance sheet is not increasing and is just flatlining or even going down. We've seen the stock market go up. So I think that was a point I was mainly making in that video. Like if you look at 2015 through 2019, the Fed's balance sheet did not go up during that time. You can pull it up. Like anybody can Google it right now. It actually flatlined and actually went down from 2015 to 2019. Meanwhile, the stock market did very well. But what were rates so, back then? Three, four percent? Yeah, much. Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, Fed funds rate was much lower than that. Or are you talking about just overall interest um, overall, rates? Overall, yeah. Yeah, probably like three, four. Fed funds rates was much below that. But uh, yeah, everybody thinks like, oh, you need this to happen or this to happen uh, for the stock market to go up. And it's not necessarily true. Yeah. What, it just all. seems like a lot of macro guys with a ton of money just kind of just watch the Fed like a hawk. And it's like, yeah. I'm just going to follow the Fed's moves. So yeah, the biggest concern now for the stock market is... We, we've had like a complete valuation crash, in my opinion now. Um, now, the next thing is, do we have an earnings crash? Mm. Meaning, essentially, does Apple's earnings go from, you know, all of a sudden down 30% EPS, 40%? Because then that's when you can get that next layer lower, right? Where you can all of a sudden get the S&P 500 to go down 35%, 40%, 50%. If all of a sudden everybody's earnings are going... Right. Kevin O'Leary so. doesn't seem to think so. Yeah, he's very bullish on the economy. I was yeah. watching a couple of his videos and he's like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, we're not going, flow, right? we're not saying? going to a recession. Yeah. Earnings are great. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. He's very confident. He was saying something about cash flow. I look at the company's cash flow. My <laughs> yeah. companies are cash flow. If it don't flow, uh, some, yeah. what was it saying? It was like, what? if it don't, if it don't cash flow, it, it's got to go or something what? like that. What? That's really? your friend, oh Graham. Gosh. What does he yeah. say? 
I don't know what he says. Oh, yeah, come he on. Like I don't know. I haven't you, seen you it. You used to yeah. hang out with him all the time back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> Remember? You and your, your best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did at least one video with him, didn't you? Or two? Two videos. Two, two videos. videos. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then he, you where did you ever go on his channel or no? Yeah. You did? Okay. How was he like? Awesome. Yeah. I really like him a lot. I know he's like one of your heroes. Yeah. I, 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 I'm working now to meet up with him again to get an... Uh, uh, well, now it's almost two years... An update on my portfolio. Oh, cool. Because he reviewed it once before, and I wanted to review it again oh, cool. two years later. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. If you had one person to do a video with, and this is like the last person you can ever have on your channel, you're only allowed to do one more YouTube video for the rest of your life, who's that one person you would have in that video? Warren Buffett right here, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, oh, gosh. Part of me I thinks feel like I know who it is, you wouldn't know. know who it is. Okay. You wouldn't know no? who it is. Okay. Part of me thinks Floyd Mayweather. Can I take what? Really? Yeah, because I think he would shocking. be he would be so interesting to talk about his personal finances. Whoa! Because I bet it would be shocking. Wow! Just what he spends, his mindset of money, uh, you know, his come up on that, just like yeah. from the financial perspective. Yeah. The problem with Floyd, I've watched eight thousand interviews yeah. with him, is he talks around points. He never gives you specifics. He's like, oh yeah, I got investments in New York yeah, City. Yeah, I mean, if we could get him to you like know. nail down exactly yeah. what his net worth is, how he built it up, where his money's coming, like all of I that. I wonder Just, if he even yeah. knows. I, Maybe I feel not. Like he doesn't even know no, what his monthly so expenses are or anything. Yeah. You are probably right. Yeah. So I highly doubt he's sitting there on his Excel spreadsheet <laughs> yeah. every night with his glasses on, yeah. just like, we spent too much on energy this yeah. month. Let's I, bring that down. I could just see a 20-minute long video with Graham roasting him for 20 minutes. Just wow. <laughs> like, You own how many Bugattis? Yeah, he could afford it. He could, I mean, it's just like, it, it's nothing to him. That's yeah. the thing. Wow. Uh, that, I think, would be interesting. Yeah. I heard he was might try to fight McGregor again for mm. another 100 mil. Well, yeah. So it's always a rumor like Floyd gets desperate for money and then he sets up in the fight to <laughs> make another 100, 200 yeah. Gosh. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. What would it be for you, Jeremy? Uh, for me? Oh, man. One person? It's got to be Warren Buffett. If it's not Warren Buffett, <sighs> yeah. I'm going to be upset. I know. That would be fun. But I was, I'm also the YouTuber and he's thinking about <laughs> views. <laughs> And we know who's going to bring in the most views, and that's Mr. Elon Musk. I was going to say, oh, that would be a fantastic one. Yeah, my personal side says Warren Buffett. My YouTube side says Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're right. So, yeah. Um, you know what's interesting is seeing the divergence in the love and hate for different billionaires. You got Elon Musk, who gets a lot of love from average folks, I feel like, right? He also, But he gets a lot of hate, I feel like, from people that have a ton of money. I feel like he's kind of the one that people are like, I don't really like him. Mm. Meanwhile, like a Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, I think those guys have a ton of respect from people that have a ton of money. But those guys get, I think, a lot more hate, especially Bill Gates, uh, from just regular folks. And yeah. so it's just interesting seeing like the personal brands and how this one is seen as like a savior over here, but it's seen as like an enemy over right. here. It's mm. just, it's No, that's it's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and we're kind of going into this like personal brand era and I wonder how much like guys like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos uh, care about it. I know Elon Musk cares tremendously about his personal brand yes. and the way he's viewed, but I wonder how much those guys really care or don't care. Probably not much. Probably not much. No, I, don't, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. if they do care, I wonder if they even know how to fix their personal brands. I feel like if they really cared, they would be on social media being more outspoken like yeah. Elon is. That's true. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just Bill Gates enjoying. posting selfies on Instagram. <laughs> sure, sure. Guys, mirror selfies. Uh, Chair jump. One more yeah. time. Chair jump. <laughs> you guys remember that video? No, I, I don't know oh, what that is. Yeah, Bill Gates did like a chair jump when he was younger and his like 20s. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like a. There was, he's like, what was that? He's like, oh, I could jump over this? Yeah, that was yeah, so yeah. awkward yeah. and weird. It was weird, weird like, and awkward, what? yeah. Oh, and then he gosh. did it again, I think, recently with, I mean, I, recently, like in the last 10 years, I think he did it yeah. as like an homage to his. 20 year old self it was cool yeah bill gates i mean not bill gates uh jeff bezos i love his some of his old interviews you can find of him on youtube uh like the 1997 one when amazon was just a teeny little thing this random guy's just like interview well i was gonna say from a phone couldn't have been a phone mm-hmm. back then but like and he's like yeah well i think amazon's gonna grow because uh the computing is growing at 236,000 percent and if we just sell this many books hey like it's just a yeah. great video and then there was the 60 minutes piece that was done i think in 99 on him which was a really good piece that you can still find clips of on youtube and that's just those are just classics man mm. you know because you're like seeing like something that ended up becoming so big but in like such an infancy state. And yeah, no, I remember when Amazon was just selling books. It was like the only thing you could buy. Mm. Yeah. And then when they opened it up to everything else, it was like, of course, this makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I want to buy everything from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy because, uh, you know, eBay was in such a leadership position in terms of like e-commerce at one right. time. And it's just like, man, why didn't eBay- They didn't capitalize yeah, on it. Yeah, end up becoming- why didn't Yahoo become Google? Yahoo? Yahoo? Yeah. Is that how it's, not how it's pronounced? Yahoo. No. Yahoo. <laughs> I remember those. Someone specials. sound clip that. Yeah. Just take that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I know exactly what's yeah. going to happen here. Do you guys remember? <laughs> what? <laughs> the Yokito Taco Bell commercials back I in the, the day? The Chihuahua dog. Yeah, yeah those are awesome. I was showing my kids. Yeah, those my those dog Rito looks like that dog. Yeah, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Straight up looks like the yes. Taco Bell dog. Yokito Taco Bell. Oh, man. He also looks like the kind of dog that eats Taco Bell, too. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the middle class. Well, speaking of the middle class, when we were watching those commercials, Two tacos for 99 cents. What? Yeah, and you could get a big, like, Mexican pizza thing. Uh, Taco Bell back What's in 1997. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, coupon code MMF. You know, yeah, I was looking at these prices, and they show this picture of, like, this big Mexican pizza, they called it back then, 99 cents. And it's got, like, all this meat and cheese. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You ever, probably most likely you go there, you have to get a drink. And then make the money on the drink. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, it was buy a drink. You get the big Mexican pizza thing for 99 cents yeah. back then. And then there, there was Dude, Chalupas you're making me and... crave Taco Bell now. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. swore off Taco Bell. Graham, you made a nasty face. Are you not a Taco I'm Bell I'm not fan? a fan of Taco Bell. He's not the he, middle class. Graham went like this. <laughs> I can't eat that. Wow. No. I like Taco Dang, Bell. Okay. It's so affordable it's though, good. Graham. I mean, yeah. they, they got the dollar I love menu. Subway. Subway's really Subway good. Subway is fantastic. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had Subway in a long time too. I had some subway when I was desperate one day because we got this house in Arizona that's <laughs> was desperate. No, because we got this house in Arizona and there's like nothing near this house except a subway. So I got Uber Eats from the subway because everything's so far away. And it's like $10 fee, $20 fee for delivery. I'm like, I'm not paying that crap. Yeah. So I got subway. Oh, so nasty, man. I couldn't even <laughs> eat it. What did you get? I got like a regular Italian with like uh, black olives, but I think the black olives might have been bad. Oh. It tasted like. Firehouse subs is nasty. better than, than subway, but. Yeah. You've been what in was it though? Quiznos. Yeah, so Quiznos is Quiznos. fantastic. They're expensive now. Though. It's oh, like I didn't know they $13 for like a... Are they still in business? I it's thought been they a were while. like Blimpy and they went out. No. Remember Blimpy? I don't. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, Blimpy went under. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Yahoo. Like, uh, Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. I feel like yeah, Arby's. AOL. Arby's is like the more expensive chain. Arby's is How's really Arby's staying business? I don't understand it either. We all know you go through the drive-thru and you say a code word and they drop something in the bag that they shouldn't and that's how they stay in business. A curly fry? Mm. Uh, yeah. A curly yeah, fry? <laughs> no, like seriously, I don't understand how some of these places stay in business. I'm just like... You go by the drive-thrus and it's like maybe one customer an hour and it's like, geez, man, I don't get it. Yeah, well, like and Wendy's, you, like I never go to Wendy's. Yeah. I don't understand how it's still open. And they run 64 commercials on I don't TV get it. a day and it's like, how do you guys pay it's for money this laundering. <laughs> They're laundering yeah, somebody keys there, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, and then with wages, the way they've gone up, you probably got to pay people like $15 an hour now yeah. just to you know, flip the burgers or whatever. Somebody so. sent me an article recently about some, some restaurant that opened up that was you know nft based and crypto based and it's like they stopped accepting crypto as payment oh which is unfortunate wait 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 they stopped accepting mm -hmm. crypto yeah imagine a crypto based restaurant that's like guys no more crypto what <laughs> i don't even know why they do that because at the end of the day it's like it doesn't matter well you could just raise your price right so let's say you used to charge like let's say i don't know but then what if it changes in five minutes you're yeah, like that's yeah. true i guess like, yeah, you just have to update daily. <laughs> just every point. second. Like, it's like the stock market where like the price constantly fluctuates. Yeah. yeah. These French fries are $5, $10. That's ridiculous for $15 oh. French fries. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear of the bar? There's a bar. I don't know if it was in Charlotte or if it's in New York City, but there's a bar where it how it works is kind of like stock tickers. So the price is always changing. So they'll make a drink and then it's like, uh, seven dollars, wow. and then like if no one buys it, it goes down to like six fifty, mm. and then six dollars oh, and five cool. fifty. That's a no, like great that. concept. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's something we should try. Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. fun. That's a business idea for us. Yeah, right. We have a millennial money one. Yeah, that would be so cool. I, I don't know what it would. That's be. good. And then eventually somebody's like, you know? "Oh, I gotta get buy that in like four dollars," and everybody's like, "Oh, it was going down cheaper." Yeah. Like, you know what? They had that. an app like that. Um, that I, I forget what the app was called, but they would have like. Uh, iPhones come up, iPod, like an iPod oh, at the time, or like it? shoes. I remember it. I forget the tip of my tongue. Yeah, was it Drop or something like that? Something maybe like it was that, something yeah. like that. And uh, I actually got something on there. I forget what it was. But uh, maybe it, maybe I got the iPhone, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, so what it does, it starts out at the MSRP, and it just keeps going down and down and down. And there are all these people watching it. And the first to swipe up buys it at that price. Mm. But the longer you wait, the cheaper it gets. Oh, and so like, it wow. got to a price for me where I'm like, that's really cheap. It's, oh, yeah, it was an iPhone. And I got for like 500 bucks. Like No one was, was on this what? thing. Because people will purposely hold out just to get the price down a lot mm -hmm. to be able to buy it. Because if, if there are like 30 people and they all collectively say, okay, let's just get this down to 200 bucks. Yep. Like you could do that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was an Jeez. iPhone. And they sure enough shipped it. Wow. The real thing. It was legit. It was legit. Wow. Was Why didn't around? you turn this into a full-time I don't income? think so. I don't think it was still around. Okay. No, I, I did this probably 2017. Okay. Oh. 16, something like that. I think you could have yeah. gone full-time with it. Yeah. Just buying oh, stuff. Oh, you know what? You know what? The, the, the issue was that, that uh, they only did a few drops a day. Oh, so okay. it wasn't like you could just go from one to another to another to like you had to wait a few hours in between. I you you weren't even guaranteed to get anything. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, how did they make money I on don't that? Know. <laughs> they could have just taken returns or something like that. I don't know, though. But your your phone was new, right? It was new. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Um, You guys investing in anything? Oh, yeah. So somebody said, 
Jeremy, how are you enjoying catching all those fallen knives? <laughs> Jeremy, your hands okay from catching those knives? Yeah. And you know what That's I said? That's a cut right there. Yeah. knives. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, but you know what? I'm catching all the knives. I'm going to have all the knives, and I got the knife block. Ooh. And so you might get cut, man. Dang. I don't know if that made any sense. That but anyways, sense. Yeah. I'm going to collect sense. all the yeah. knives at the end of the How day. often do you buy, Jeremy? Every week? Every, every day, Almost right? every week right now. Really? Yeah, like I bought today. I bought six stocks today. Do you have a minimum position or like a minimum, uh, I guess, cost that you would be willing to pay? Or like, I'm, I'm not buying lower than like $2,000 at a time. Um, no, no, no. Like there was a stock today. I bought less than $1,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which means I'm struggling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How much cash do you keep on hand? Uh, not much. I've been low really? for months. Yeah, because I just buy, buy, buy. So... Yeah, I just uh, consistently, I don't want to say consistently because you guys are like, I think the best versions of consistent. Like you guys are literally the same exact amount. Yeah. Right? Exact amount. I don't know. Is I'm it? the same amount. Oh. Well, okay. yeah. I thought you were, you're, you're not same amount. You'll kind of, I thought you were no, same amount. I was the same amount. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. $10,000 a day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. So me, I'm a little, uh, like one week I'll invest like 12,000. Next week I might invest 5,000. Next week I might invest 20. Oh, Next I week I might saying. invest two. Got like, it. Just depends. But yeah, pretty much every week I've been buying and um, I, I don't see that ending this year mm. i think it's because even when we start to go up if we start to go up this year that's a big question we might just continue to go down this whole year but even when we start to go up so many stocks are so low they're all going to be under cost basis still right like let's say the chef right six dollars okay let's say it goes to eight my cost base on chef is like 14. so right. even if it's eight you know but what if it never gets back to 14. it's always a possibility do you have um, a plan uh hold i mean as long as the fundamentals of the company are going yeah. where i think they're going it's going to be way above 14, but um, if the fundamentals went wrong, then you got to make a decision of like, do I cut losses? So yeah. that's what the would, thing you What see. would have to happen for you to cut losses? Uh, well, every stock's different. For the chef, what would have to happen would be, have to be a situation where they stop growing and I'm like, I don't see this business having a path to profitability. So if that happened, that would be a situation where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, sell for a loss and I was, I was half expecting decision. I was half expecting you to be like I'm gonna go to Target one of these days and yeah. the shelves are they're just yeah. stocked full no one's buying yeah if if yeah if like growth died there and I didn't see a path to profitability that's where you know you kind of had to make a tough decision but I don't see that one that happening with that one but let's um, say that they're growing yeah they have some profits but their share price is still seven dollars eight dollars yeah eventually if your net income keeps catching up eventually your market cap has to go up. Like, let's say the chef was earning hypothetically $100 million on their bottom line right now. The stock would have to be, uh, the company would have to be valued at, you know, depending upon growth rates, but probably about $3 billion. That's like 6X from where we're at right now. It's like a $500 million market cap. Mm. So, you know, because that's the way stocks are valued. You usually trade at, depending upon growth rates, anywhere is between like a 10 and a 30 PE, unless you got a really big growth rate, then you'll trade way over that. Mm. So, you know, like Amazon, for instance, trades at like a 50 P, mm -hmm. but Amazon, people look at that and they're like, it's just a growth piece. It's going to continue to grow. It's going to, they're going to get way more profitable. So, um, but yeah, for me, that's, that's my thing. Like today I bought Meta 
I bought Amazon, I bought PayPal, I bought The Chef, I bought Honest, and I bought Corsair. All right, Andre, time to short. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, short them, baby. Time to short. Do the opposite of what Jeremy. Hey, at least least one of us will make money, you know? (laughs) It's kind of like going to play roulette, and it's like one of you puts it on red, one of you puts it on black. And then then it it hits green, green, yeah. And And then everyone loses. How did we all lose? Oh, gosh, can, I, can I ask what, what Silver's doing on it? Because I don't keep up with it. Not great, but not bad. I oh, mean, okay. recently it hasn't it's really down. done much. I thought it was down today. Yeah. Oh, what's the house update? Oh, no update. No update. Yeah. Right. yeah. Down 2% today. Is it? Silver? Yeah, silver. Down That's 3%. That's pretty substantial. 3% to last like five days. What? Jeez. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I got to pull this up. Down what 10% world? year to date. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 10%? Yeah. Well, in this market, I'll take 10%. <laughs> if I could only lose 10%, I will If take I can that. lose in line with inflation, I'm good. <laughs> Dude, literally, that's, I'm a, winning. that's a market we're in. It's like, well, who's losing? Well, no, actually, right well, now. inflation would double that. So then it's a net loss of 18%. Oh, that's, that's yeah, because you're, you're getting. <laughs> yeah. The loss on top of the loss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. You know what sucks is it's like yeah. in, in the let's if we view the crypto market for instance right now right you look at like Coinbase Coinbase is down eighty percent year to date eighty eighty Jesus mm-hmm. year to date uh, Bitcoin is down I don't know maybe fifty percent year to date yeah. and so it's like you would have thought Coinbase would be the safer play because yeah. that's an actual company. Uh, they were profitable. I don't know if they're going to be moving forward. And then it's like, well, they get all crypto exposure. And then here it is, Coinbase down 80%. It's like, you would have been better off just buying Bitcoin. It's exactly. Like, oh no, that's gosh. what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand why I did that. I, I should have just owned Bitcoin instead. Oh, uh, yeah. so who made a statement? I Was it Gary Gensler said the, he would treat Bitcoin as that's a commodity? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, that's the only one he would treat. Is that a? I think that's a bullish thing a great for Bitcoin. Thing. Yeah. yeah, for yeah, him, great. it's a step closer for the uh, Bitcoin ETF. Yeah, yeah. It feels like that's just I a actually, matter of time. I, I bought a whole Bitcoin over the, uh, over the weekend. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I know I said I would buy a ton if it went up under 25K, which okay. it did, so I, mm-hmm. I bought a whole one. So mm. lowering my cost basis here. But. Now, do you disclose how many you have right now? Oh, I think about 11, Ooh. something like that. Ooh, and you're at 21? Bitcoin? Yeah. No. Oh. No. 50? No. I think it was ten something. Ten Bitcoin. Ooh. It's yeah. a race. Catching up. It's a race. I wanted to. I wanted to have ten Bitcoin, a hundred Ethereum. I, okay. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. But I think my cost basis is lower than yours. Okay. Yeah. Mm. What about for the rest of 22? Are you guys more interested in Bitcoin or Ethereum? Or I, I buy a little bit, not on a daily basis, but maybe every few days. Okay. Buy a set amount. I was watching the Impulsive episode with Kevin O'Leary that recently came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard that Kevin said that he has twenty to thirty percent of his net worth in cryptocurrency. What? Now I think that was taken out of context because he's invested in a lot of cryptocurrency companies. Oh, and I would not be surprised if that includes the cryptocurrency company equity. Ah, uh, that's cheating. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, what I that's think. True. I don't think that he has thirty percent because he is so converted. He even he told me in my video, mm-hmm. you should never have more than five percent of your net worth in, in any, any stock. single stock or company. Or, and he and no he, more than ten percent is it a sector? What was the yeah? Sector? I forget. Fifteen percent. Yeah, something like that yeah. per sector. And he says that he balances on like a regular basis if he's overweight on one and under. So I would guess that probably encompasses the companies he's investing in. And I bet he's invested in a lot of crypto companies. Yeah, no, that's wow. true. Yeah. But I do think he owns a lot of individual coins as well. Probably. Point, yeah. 
Yeah, he listed off a few. I'd listened to some of that podcast, but he listed off a few that yeah. he that he holds. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Have you been buying a little bit more crypto? Uh, no, but I'm gonna. You're going to. Yeah. I'm Heck gonna. yeah. Ethereum. Ethereum. Uh, yeah, Why? Eventually. I just, eventually. Eventually. What? What are you waiting when for? When it goes Jeremy? to zero. Well, <laughs> it might go when they do the upgrade. <laughs> I don't want to catch a falling knife. And Ethereum's <laughs> a falling knife. So I'm gonna wait till it's at the bottom, and that's when I'm gonna All load right. up, and then it's okay. gonna go super high. And this, okay. yeah. By the time Jeremy gives in, then we all sell. We'll sell. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's top. it. Oh god. The nail in the coffin. The nail in the coffin. Yeah. Oh, man. What if it's like ten dollars at that point, Graham? You can't take that loss. I can man. go to five. <laughs> <laughs> go to five. <laughs> you short, and you get some of the money back. You know, it's like, oh gosh, I'd still get a gain out of it. I, I wish I got in oh. at seventeen when Bitcoin. Ah, oh, it was so brief. It was like oh, for a yeah. day or two. Yeah. Well, and it could go back there. That's the thing. It you could. Know, you it could go know. to ten. Yeah. We. Uh, I mean, we saw it. You know, it dipped down to like twenty five five that one day. Then it came back to thirty, and yeah. then it was like, oh man, why didn't we get it at twenty five five? Then it broke that twenty five barrier, and then straight yeah. down to twenty, then straight down to seventeen. It's held really strong at twenty so far, mm. but when you look, it also held just as equally strong 30. at thirty. Yeah, for like a month, right? And then so we could go from twenty down to like ten. Yeah, yeah, or twelve or thirteen or whatever that is. It could happen. Yeah, the. Uh, the main thing is if there's more liquidations, I feel like, from the big guys. Because when you look at those moves in Bitcoin and Ethereum, they were so violent. Like, straight down. Like, like you know, when, when they would make the big move down, like, several thousand dollars on Bitcoin, for instance. It was, like, down in a straight line where you just could not, you know, there wasn't enough buying pressure to even, like, stabilize it at all. Yeah. So, it felt like liquidation. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. 16. Bitcoin. No way. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> I guarantee right. everyone just had a mini heart attack there. No, I got no, excited. Yeah. I was like, what? 16. Let me start oh, buying. Gosh, let me start buying. Prank to you guys. Oh, I was about right. to buy it. It's a prank. <laughs> it's a prank, bro. It's a social experiment. Yeah. I, was about to start I do that to bro. Alex all the time. Oh really? my gosh. All the time. I'm like, dude, Ethereum just went to like $700. What? Oh, but when, but one time he told me that uh, he's like, dude, Bitcoin's at 22 and he wasn't joking and I didn't believe it because he's like he always pulls that on me and then when it's true I don't jump the I'm like I'm like what so I always have to double check (laughs) (laughs) Uh, are you guys tempted to get in doge (laughs) (laughs) not even a little bit what is it but you know what funny thing doge uh uh, has held up better than Bitcoin this last month. It, it's basically oh, just held month? at five, five cents. Wow. Five okay. to six cents. The- Bitcoin drops 20%. It goes from five and a half to five. Wow. I mean, it's just, jeez. Eh. Well, Elon's buying. Is he yeah. Is he really, though? That's what I wonder. I'm like. I think he would, yeah. And and does it even, like, what if he buys, like, $10,000 worth of Dogecoin? Does that even matter? I mean, it's like, uh, he, buying- he doesn't have to buy it as long as he tweets about it. Like, the, the last time he tweeted about it, what? Uh, Dogecoin went from 0.052 cents yeah. to 0.055 cents within three minutes of his tweet. Wow. I mean, that that's, a, that's an increase of market cap at the time. It was a little over 300 mil. Whoa. Can you imagine the power of someone's tweet yeah. increasing a market cap by 300 mil? That's My insane. Gosh. So, I mean, as long as Dogecoin is Elon, like, that's that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. That's a- Imagine what it would do if he just said selling my Doge. Ooh. That would be crazy. On an April yeah. Fool's? No, no, no. Like imagine imagine what it would do if his dog passed away. Like, Aww. I feel like that would, you know, because when he got the dog, it went crazy, right? I wouldn't tweet it, about the, that, though. 
Probably not. You don't know. No. What, what, what was the name of the dog? It was like. I don't know. I forget it too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Doji dog. <laughs> I don't Doji know. dog. How are all those other cryptos doing that were like uh, babies of Doge? Like, wasn't there oh, Shiba? Oh, like the Shiba Inu. Yeah, yeah. what happened Shiba to all those guys? I'm not following them, but I'm not sure. Oh, those, uh, those got hit just as much as Doge did. I mean, okay. they, but probably worse so. I would assume yeah, so. Because yeah. they, they all trade in like like a leveraged <laughs> version of Dogecoin. So if Doge moves, moves up like 10%, some of those can move up 20%. Wow. And the inverse happens. If Doge is down 5%, they could be down 30%. Jeez, yeah. do those still have big communities? Like I'm Ashiba? sure they oh, yeah. do. Because Ashiba sure. was the biggest outside of Doge, right? Yeah. And I would be, inter- yeah, I'm interested to see if they still got like big communities around them. Oh, they are, do. Yeah, they do. They're wow. religions. They're miniature yeah. religions. And religions. the AMC community is still there too. Still there, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's just Same not the GameStop community as yeah. big as it once was. I guess you could the, say the BlackBerry community. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is still waiting yeah. for the, uh, the Moaz, the mother oh of all gosh. short squeezes. Yeah. That w- just when we hit yeah. uh, unemployment of 10%, that's when it happens. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jeez. Pass it on to your grandkids, and maybe they could get the uh, the mother oh. of all squeezes. The $5 million stock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll say that's good for actually AMC is movies are hot right now, man. You know, you had the Top Gun movie, which was massive. So good, though. Did yeah, you see it? Yeah, good movie, yeah. So good. And my gosh, theater was packed when I went, and that was the second or third weekend it was out. Great. Graham, do you watch movies? Do you go out and enjoy it? Yeah, uh, not really. I wanted to see that uh, the, the phone movie. The phone I don't movie. know what it's called. <laughs> the phone movie. <laughs> some movie. If you wanted to see a movie on your phone, it's, that's it's what like, you mean. There's like some movie about a phone. Yeah, it's like a scary, <laughs> what? It's a scary movie about a phone. That movie, that movie like came a, out in 2014. No, it was called what? It. No, what? No, that's that's. No. You know what, guys? I'm proud though because I told Graham to watch Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. I love that yeah, show. That's one of my so favorite shows. Such a good show, dude. And, I love uh, that show. To my surprise, he actually went and he watched it and the black he phone. loved it. The black, the black, black phone. phone. Horror movie got 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, never wow. seen that. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, Love on the Spectrum. Only is, three people have seen it. Yeah, we're we're uh, oh, we actually we finished it last night. All three seasons of it. Great, really good. So just so good. heartwarming. It's it's one of the few shows that you could watch. It's so wholesome. and you feel so, just wholesome. Good. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, oh, wow. it's just it's just nice, friendly. There's nothing wow. bad about yeah. it. It's like instead of watching the news and just like yeah. depressive you're, stuff, you're, it's like you're genuinely stuff. cheering. For yeah. The, for, for the you know people, you're so happy for them, and yeah. like you see their enjoyment, and you you feel the same way that they feel, and it's wow. really nice. It's really and, good. Like you get the same nerves that they do, and I think we've all had moments too when you're on a date and you just feel awkward and you run out of things to say, and you just and, and you you see that tension that they're experiencing, and you know like mm. how that feels to just be like, well, yeah. The sky's nice today. It's supposed <laughs> to rain. It's true. And you I, feel it. Yeah. I love the guy who, um, uh, he was in the U.S. season. And um, all I, I remember, I forgot his name, but I know he was Indian and he was probably about 30. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about the credit cards. He's like, oh, and if you use this credit card, you get these points. And then uh, he was practicing going on a date with his uh coach and his mom and his mom was the waiter and he hands his card to his mom he's like but don't actually take money out of it and i was like that's my he, guy he wanted to split the check like he was very insistent on splitting oh, the check right, right. I'm, I'm rooting for this guy I'm like yeah this guy knows worth. but he's really into credit card churning and i would not be surprised if like he's watched uh the credit card videos that's cool yeah that's cool but Jeremy, you got to watch the show yeah i was just thinking about this one date i was on back in the day oh, tell y'all us. tell us about oh it. my gosh so I took this girl to P.F. Chang's back in the day. And uh, first off, she dressed 
strangely, I would describe it. So then we're in like the mall parking lot and I'm trying to figure out, are we going to do something else? And I was like, are we going to do something else? She's like, I'm down for whatever. And then I was like, after PF yeah. Chang's man, yeah. she's like, I'm down. For, she, and she said again, I'm down for whatever. And then I was like, that teriyaki was bomb. And I was like, well, I think that this orange. is about it. I think I just want to go home. <laughs> and I dropped her off. How old are you? Uh, I was probably like 20 or so. 20. Yeah, probably 20. Did you see her again or no? No, I didn't. You just weren't born into her? No, I wasn't actually. I feel like there's more to the story you're not saying because yeah. I was really direct. You're like, I met this girl. We had some P.F. Chang's. I was like, peace out. Because <laughs> 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 I, I had full cool abilities story. there. You know, and I know I know if, if other people would have been in my position, they would have taken advantage of the full ability. Oh, well, what happened though? Like, what's wrong with the girl? What happened? I just wasn't feeling it, man. Oh, okay. Just no chemistry. Yeah, no chemistry. Yeah. She looked good. Yeah. But I wasn't feeling it. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turned out all right. It turned out all right, <laughs> but I just like what, that mental image because you said awkward, yeah, and I was trying to remember: yeah. did anything awkward ever happen? That's the only thing that comes to my mind. And it was like awkward because she's like, "I'm down for whatever," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I think that's as, about it. I think I'm just gonna go home." It's not as bad here. as my Tinder date from six no like that eight was years crazy ago. Crazy story. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told this publicly. Probably but, not. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I forgot it. If you, you told me, it. I don't know. If you I need to tell us it because so it's so crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so my friend from middle school. We'll just call him. Bob uh, texts me and he's like, dude, congrats on the YouTube success. Could, you know, I'd love to meet up and like ask you some questions about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, we haven't spoken in middle school. Yeah, let's mm. do it. And so I'm like, let's meet at my house. Gave him the address next week. So next week comes around and, and this, uh, I'm upstairs working. Corey, my girlfriend, comes downstairs. She answers the door and uh, she comes back up and she's like, Andre, your friend Bob is here. By the way, is Bob a boy or a girl? I'm like it, it's 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 a guy. It's a, it's a he's my guy friend. I mean I don't know maybe not anymore, but like whatever. And she's she's like, well that was a girl. I'm like what? That's not even possible. I only know one Bob. That's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just switching names here. Okay. Yeah. So I go downstairs and I open the door and my heart just like drops and I'm like oh my god. It turns out. It's a Tinder date I had from like eight years ago. Wow. And I feel horrible about it because she could see I'm flustered and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, um, I don't know what to say, right? Yeah. So I'm like, could you give me like one minute? And then I go upstairs and I'm like, Corey, this is this is what happened. And then like I explained the whole situation. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel bad for like just leaving her like yeah. outside. So I was like, Okay, can you explain a little bit Corey's emotions in this state? Do you think she was she, laughing? She okay, she okay. Was laughing, she was yeah. totally like she was totally cool. Okay. She's like, Yeah, just go 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 hang out. Because some girls would be like, oh, oh, you're for doing sure. something. No, no, no. What no. Are you cool. doing? She was totally cool. She's okay. like, Yeah, yeah, go go and hang out. Mm -hmm. And so we go to like a Starbucks that's like two minutes away from the house. And we start talking and she talks to me about her YouTube career and like how to help. And yeah. I, I try helping her. And then she's like, what's wrong? You seem really off. And I'm like, do you remember when we went on a date together? Uh, you weren't into me. And she's <gasps> like, yeah. I was like, do you remember what you said, though? And she's like, no. I'm like, you said you really liked me. But the reason you don't want to go on a second date is because, and I quote, I didn't have a Lambo. Mm. She literally says that. She's like, I don't like guys that don't have nice cars. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Did that's... she specifically say Lambo? Yes. That been, that's hilarious. Yeah. And, and okay, so I say this to her and she's like, there's no way. I didn't say that. <laughs> she pulls her phone out. I'm not exaggerating. Mm -hmm. And she scrolls through our texts from eight years ago. Whoa. Which I don't know how that's even possible mm -hmm. to still have. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'll find it. Sure enough, there was that text. Can I see it? Do you wow. still have it? No, no, it's on her phone. Okay. Okay. And wow. sure enough, 
She just says that to me. She texts me. It was the most <laughs> awkward situation ever. So when we part ways, she's like, is everything all right? Like something feels off. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. That's a different Bob that was supposed to show oh up. But yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I would have told her at the door, like, hey, listen, I'm so sorry. I thought you were somebody else. I can't. Like, yeah, I felt really you know, bad. I would have just told her. I mean, it's not like she traveled to Las Vegas. Like, she lives in Vegas, right? Yeah. She. Yeah. She yeah. Does. So what? It's a 10 minute drive for her. Probably. Yeah. I would have just left her at the door. <laughs> hey, me? Right. I could buy that Lambo now. <laughs> Peace yeah. out. I mean, especially if it ended like that. Like, if you ended on good terms or just like, you know, it was amicable. It was like, yeah, bad. but that's a rude did, comment. How I did mean. you get inside this guard gated community? <laughs> it's a gated community. Please get the I don't feel bad. Property. I'm not going to judge her. If that's what she wants, that's what she wants. You know, like, that's fine. Yeah, but it's your time you're giving up. But then again, yeah. I mean, misunderstanding. Yeah. It's fine. I was just being nice. It's an interesting story. Well, yeah. Though. It was crazy. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Then I took her to P.F. Chang's. Yeah. <laughs> Chang's, man. Oh, uh, gosh. All right. Uh, Appreciate you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next week. Jeremy, Graham, thank you for joining us. Thank you. See for you next time. Having us? FTX, MMFTX.com forward slash. HTTP colon double slash. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Make sure to subscribe and until next time. It's Smash. The like button. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.